Welcome back to Freedom Fridays. In this episode of Freedom Fridays, we are going to answer the somewhat controversial question, is one translation or version of the Bible more inspired than others? This is a very controversial question um, for many people because they we get our versions of the Bible and our translations of the Bible and we get familiar with them and um, we kind of get uh, don't want to see outside that box. So I've got a couple of different translations here we're going to be working with this morning. Um, here's my grandfather's King James version and then um, I also have an uh, NASB, New American Standard Bible, as well that we're going to be working through and we're going to answer this question is the king james or any other translation or version more inspired than say my nasb or an esv or an rsv or an niv or any of those first of all if we go back we had a podcast earlier last year about bibliology and the inspiration of scripture inspiration of scripture happened um, with the original what we call the autographs of scripture the original writings so the original um, papyrus or scrolls that paul wrote on or that isaiah wrote on or that moses wrote on um, that is when inspiration happened if we go to 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16 says, All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. And so we see that all scripture, whether it's Genesis all the way through Revelation, all scripture is inspired by God in the originals when they were written. Um, copies and translations are inspired to the extent that they are faithful to the originals. If they are not faithful to the originals, then that which they're not faithful in is not inspired. The originals were inspired, and so the extent to which um, either one of these Bibles is faithful to the original is the extent to which it is inspired. Um, and they are profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. We've talked about that before. You can take a look at that podcast as well if you want to go back and search through that. Second uh, Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 19, says, So we have the prophetic word made more sure, to which you do well to pay attention as, a lamp, as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. But know this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men, moved by the Holy Spirit, spoke from God. That's the process there of inspiration. 
the Holy Spirit moved men of God to pen the Bible. And so that is the process of inspiration. The process of inspiration doesn't necessarily include translation, except to the effect that it is faithful to the originals. So this King James Version is not any more inspired than this New American Standard Bible um, to the effect that either one is faithful to the originals. So as long as they are faithful to the originals, in fact, the, the New American Standard, the main um, gist for their translation is to be as faithful and as accurate to a literal word-for-word -word translation as is humanly possible. That's, that's part of their goal. And so that would say that that's, that's pretty faithful and that's, um, that's, you can trust it. Um, which is very similar to the, to the goal in the King James. The King James was, say, uh, was to say, okay, the, the purpose is to put this in the everyday English of the people of the day and so that everyday people can understand it. Um, that's why um, they commissioned the work to be done. The issue is with things like the King James, um, I have no problem with the King James. The King James is a wonderful translation. Um, for the most part, it's very faithful. There are, there are a few things that, just like any translation, there are a few things that, uh, that didn't get translated 100% accurately, but very, very few. Um, however, language changes over time, especially living languages like the English language or other languages that we have right now. We, um, whether it's German or Spanish or French or whatever the language is, they change over time. That's why dictionaries have to be updated because language changes over time, which is another good aspect of why we can see God's preservation in the scriptures because the original Greek language that the Bible was written in was the dialect of Koine Greek, which is a dead language. It is not a living language. It does not change over time. It's no longer used anymore. In Koine Greek, meant and means exactly the same today as it did then because it's not a, a new language. It's not a living language. It's a dead language. And because of that, we can see God's hand in preserving the scriptures through that. Is any translation infallible? No, because the translators are not infallible. Um, definitely the translators for the King James did their best, uh, just as the translators for the New American Standard continue to do their best, or the ESV, um, or whatever your favorite translation is. However, there are places where they their translation may get a little bit muddied by their thoughts. Um, let me give you an example here of how language has changed over time. And because of that change, some things can mean different things today than they did, say, 
um, in the day of the King James. Now, a lot of people who hold to the King James as the only inspired translation of the Bible um, will say they hold to the 1611 King James, um, to which I say hogwash. No, they don't. I don't think that most of those people could even read the 1611. Most of them read the uh, the ones in the mid-1700s. Um, this one, let's see, it is... was originally translated in 1611. Uh, this doesn't even give the copyright for this one. But um, I believe it's 1769 is the most prevalent one. The 1611... You and I can't read it. The words have changed so drastically. But this is this is mid-1700s, King James Version. And I'm going to take you to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. And this is what it says, just to give you an idea of how language has changed over time. And now we know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. And here the writer, Paul, is speaking about end times, and he's saying, we know what's holding back. We know what's holding back evil, that he might be revealed in his time, speaking of the Holy Spirit. Verse 7, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And so here, speaking of the Holy Spirit, that when the Holy, the Holy Spirit now letteth, according to the, this translation of the King James, um, and he will continue to let until he is taken out of the way. The Holy Spirit is taken out of the way at the rapture of the church. And so this is talking about the rapture and removal of the Holy Spirit, because as the presence of the Holy Spirit is in the believers right now, that is when it will be removed, when the believers are removed at the rapture. And so if we go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, I'm going to read that in the New American Standard Bible. And you know what restrains him now, so that in his, in his time he will be revealed. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. So the concept is the same. However, the word let has completely done a 180 change in what the word means now. The King James says, He who now letteth will let. And the New American Standard says, he who now restrains will do so. Now, let, to let something happen, means to permit it to happen. Then, it meant to restrain it from happening. So there's just one example of how words change over time. And so... It may not... See, language is a tool for communication. A translation is only as effective as it is able to communicate the original message desired. So 
while I would say the King James is a very good translation for its day, I would say it's not as effective today because the words can get in the way a little bit because of language in a living language changing over time. And people just don't speak those words. Remember, it was originally translated to be put into the everyday working class language. And that's actually the reason the New Testament was written in Greek, because that was the everyday working class. And so I would say, even though it's a good translation, it's not as effective. Now, I didn't say anything about inspiration, but I did say it's not as effective. See, uh, whereas this translation is newer, and so it's going to use what the word means now. It's not that we all of a sudden have new words and we need to use all of our um, th the new sayings and phrases and, and the things that are slang and all of that. That's, that's not the case with most of the new translations. Some of them, yes, it is. But most of your heavily used translations, your ESV, your NASB, your New King James even, um, which did change um, the passage that we read earlier, um, your you know translations like those um they they don't generally use slang terms differing translations can be more or less effective than others just as different translations can be more or less accurate than others and so we have a, a huge spectrum of accuracy as well and if you want to talk about inspiration in different translations we really should be talking about accuracy to the original language and so that would be a better study than um, just when it was penned by whom it was penned um, I mean these newer translations like this one are done by biblical scholars who have been studying these things for decades. And so that's what these men have de devoted their lives to. They really value the accuracy of a translation of the Word of God. They highly value the Word of God. And so just as the original scribes really held the Word of God in honor, so do the new translators um, for the most part. And uh, there obviously there's always some exceptions. And the translators in the King James did as well. They held it in high honor, although there are some questionable passages um, where they wanted to make sure a certain doctrine was put in there. There's a, an old story about a, a passage in the New Testament that talks about the Trinity that um, when it came to them, it even had the ink still wet in that translation, in that phrase um, in the Greek, because they wanted it to be there. Um, not sure if that, that story is accurate or not, but it uh, wasn't necessary. Even if you take that section out of that book, that the... Uh, doctrine of the trinity still stands and you know it's not that big of an issue um so is 
one translation more inspired than another? Not really, unless one translation is super more accurate than another. And then as it's faithful to the originals, that would, that would determine how inspired that translation is. Can we trust our translations? Can we trust the King James? Yes. Can we trust the New American Standard? Yes. Can we trust other translations? For the most part, yes, as long as they are accurate to the original. And they have different uses as well. Some translations are much more like the New American Standard, um, a word-for-word -word translation. They might read a little choppier, but they're a good word-for-word -word translation. Those are great for Bible study. Um, some other translations might flow nicer and they take a phrase-for-phrase -phrase translational method. Those are beneficial for just reading through and getting the gist of a passage and um, not getting bogged down in some of the choppiness of a word-for-word -word translation. Although they've gotten much better over the years. They don't tend to read as smoothly as the phrase-for-phrase -phrase translations. Are they both inspired by God as much as they're accurate to the original? Yes, they are. So thank you for tuning in. I know this can be a controversial issue, especially since many of us grew up on the King James and many of us were saved through the, the ministry of someone with the King James. Uh, we tend to get... Um, a romantic notion that that's the only translation and at one point in my life I thought it was too and then reality set in that um, no it's not the translation it's the Word of God it's the original that's that's the thing we need to make sure we're staying true to and so have a wonderful week we'll see you next week on Freedom Fridays mm -hmm.